Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So Emer, we're still Let's Get Social distancing. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you know, I... The days are lovely and bright and uh, I, I'm actually building a tan. Isn't that unreal? You know, I'm just looking. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like a, you're like an off-white now at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Cream, yeah, cream colored. Magnolia. Maybe more, more magnolia. magnolia. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so uh, I blend in, you know. Yeah, but I, um, I feel like it's, it's still a bit like Groundhog Day. Um, it is. What about, yeah. And um Oh, as I say, uh, I hope everyone out there is safe and sound. Absolutely. Um, and uh, how are things with you, Philip? Yeah, good. Like, like I must admit, you know, uh, social media has become really a, a tour de force to a certain extent because of, of COVID-19. Uh, mm-hmm. I think more and more business realize that being on social is a way to stay very much connected with yeah. clients and with, with friends. Like, you know, I'm just even being able to chat with friends through Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So social is really keeping the world connected, you know, and I suppose because mm-hmm. it's what we do, yeah. I suppose um, it's an even... I suppose we're we're lucky, and but I suppose it is great to see over here in Ireland. You know, some businesses starting to open up again as we slowly roll out the phases. So, uh, so we, we wish all those businesses continued success, and that more and more businesses can start to get back to normal. Um, yeah. And and speaking of normal, um, this show would not be normal if I didn't bring you my social media joke of the day. Isn't that right? It's your favorite part of the show, Emer. No, it does feel like Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah your, your, your streak of upset and oh no is coming back, yeah? I can't hit the alarm off on this, can I? No, <laughs> no, 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 it's no, not going to no. work. No, no, no. Okay, well, listen, so, hopefully you'll enjoy this joke. Hopefully we won't okay. scare away um, our special guest who's with us today. Uh, so uh, will, I, will I fire ahead? Would you like to hear the joke? Yeah. Oh, do. Go, Go. ahead. Okay. <laughs> So why are digital marketers good actors? I don't know. Because they nail impressions. Boom. Come on. <laughs> That's a classic, isn't it, Eamon? Come on. All I have to say is, <laughs> if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, say you don't, uh, <laughs> but you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping onto our podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. Yes, you can. well, mm. absolutely. Uh, it is uh, definitely <laughs> worth, you know, they're, they're going to be party starters or maybe they're party stoppers, I think, before we answer. I'd say that stoppers. Um, yeah. But listen, as I, as I mentioned before, I uh, was about to regale you with my joke. We do have a very special guest with us. And um, we're delighted that we're joined today by Rob Balasabas. And hopefully, Rob, I've pronounced the name right. I've been practicing that all day, all yes. day. <laughs> and Rob is a, oh. is a brand evangelist at uh, Tube Buddy, which is a fantastic tool. I use it myself, fabulous service. Definitely, we'll be talking with Rob more about that. He's a video content creator, a speaker, LinkedIn Live beta tester, live streamer, YouTuber, and definitely a man after 
after my own heart because he loves coffee and tacos. Rob, great to have you. Welcome to Let's Get Social. Ymir and Philip, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's really excited to be here with you guys. Uh, yeah, really excited to have this conversation. Absolutely. Um, what do you think of the joke, Rob? Did you enjoy it? It was really good. <laughs> I would say I love jokes. He's, you know? so, he's uh, so diplomatic. Yeah, I know. So I know. No, no. Uh, one of my, one of my, I, I love corny jokes. I love, uh, man, there's like probably five uh, dad joke Instagram accounts that I follow. <laughs> They're just good. the best. Oh, oh. Can you outrank our social media comedian here? Can you? <laughs> Try to. Yeah. Well, lay it on us, yeah. Rob. Oh. Lay it on us. Go for it. <laughs> well, there's one. There's one actually I saw it the other day. It's um, what is Forrest Gump's social media password? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be so corny, but one forest one. No? <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, goodness. No, me. no, I think yours and is slightly better than his. Yeah. So, yeah I, think, I, think you, I think you vegged me out there. You know? No, no, no. Well done, Rob. You can't beat that. You can't beat that, yeah. though, you know. I'm on a losing streak. That's now five <laughs> guests in a row that have blown me oh, out of yeah. the water. So. No, I think it's more. I think it's more. But there you go. So well done. Well done, Rob. Well done, I, Rob. I'm on your team. Uh, well team, done. You know, but listen, as we, as we said at the start of the show, Rob, um, you know, it was something that we really wanted to talk to you today about uh, because you are um, fantastic in this area. And obviously, now that you, you've become a, a brand evangelist with TubeBuddy, it even makes more sense. And uh, because video from a, a point of content as a content tactic is you know, is so huge and we see so much video being produced now, et cetera. And I suppose just to start off our conversation, you know, in your experience of as a premier video creator, you know, you know, why do you think businesses really need to start embracing video as part of their content strategy? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think about this a lot, uh, Philip, is that I, I think right now, and this is probably because even for you know, our own reasons uh, for the brands that I've, that I've worked with and I'm working with now. I mean, TubeBuddy currently is where I'm at and it's a, a YouTube-centric platform. It's, you know, there's over 3 million YouTube creators and channels that use our platform on a daily basis. Um, and obviously, that's an, that's an easy answer for why, you know, I sort of see that on a daily basis, why these brands and, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches... I mean, so many different people are using videos and that's how they're getting, you know, building their audiences. Um, my previous role uh, was with a company called Thinkific and it was an online course platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to some degree we were doing, you know, we had a team of a digital marketing team of about 10 or 12 people, uh, different channels. Uh, but one of the things that we really didn't, you know, tackle and really try to dominate in the early days, I would say like early meaning like, I'd say four years ago, I guess, mm -hmm. is uh, the video space, you know, YouTube, you know, live streaming, all those things. But my role there was uh, partnerships. So I was, you know, working in the partnership team and working with influencers and, you know, people with big audiences. And one thing I noticed was that these guys and ladies, <laughs> they were all building their audiences primarily through video. You know, um, obviously there was big bloggers as well, written form, there's podcasts, you know, um, and people building platforms on there and audiences on there. But uh, for the most part, the way that they were engaging with their audience and the way that their audience liked to be, um, I suppose, served or connected with was through video, right? So pre-recorded and live stream video. And so early on, I, I, I really hated video. Like, I mean, I, hmm. you know, growing up, I tell people a lot, like, 
you know, you won't find many videos of me, home videos of me, you know, as a teenager, uh, you know, growing up because I really didn't like videos. My, my, my dad had a, a handy cam. Is what it was called, I guess, back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, wow, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I have one of those. The, yeah. the old handy cam, but you yeah. won't find very much videos of me. There might be some, there's there's gonna be some like home videos of like, you know, them at, you know, me playing like sports, you know, with um, my school and basketball games and stuff, but, you know, just me kind of like around the house and stuff. I would always hide or like cover my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I grew up, I, you know, even in university, I hated doing presentations, I hated being in front of people and speaking. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in the role of where I was as partnership manager at Thinkific, I learned that, okay, I had to, if I was to connect with, you know, influencers and people with, you know, audiences to do JVs and joint ventures with them, with their audiences, um, video was the thing that had to be built as, you know, a street cred almost. Like it was sort of the currency that they would trade in. Mm-hmm. They would trade in videos. So like, hey, you want to come on? You want to be a guest on my show? And then I started realizing that that was the way to kind of get in the field um, and play with them was through videos. And so we created um, at Thinkific, we created a live show, a weekly live show. We would just go live on Facebook and uh, and like in, invite different influencers. And then that usually would turn into them inviting us. And so that was it. So videos and then just being really generous with sharing the platform and the audience that we have built mm-hmm. with that company. And so I've kind of taken what I've learned there and taken that over to TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy already knew this. You know, every Wednesday, they would have an influencer take over the entire YouTube channel with over 300,000 subscribers and re- really like just let them take over the channel and teach our audience. And so, yeah, video is just going to continue growing. You know, mm-hmm. people have a short attention span. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's definitely a like a big key for videos is that, you know, videos are engaging, you know, you have multiple sensories, you know, you can see them, you can hear them, you can read their body language, see their face, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's why brands definitely need to gravitate to videos and start building, mm-hmm. you know, some type of video content, you know, yes. on whatever platform it is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for me, I don't like going in front of the video. Um, I, I said that was my, it is my goal for 2020, but we still have another six months to go. So I want to ask you, <laughs> all I want to know, is it ever too late to get onto YouTube? Oh yeah. That's a great question. Uh, thanks, Imar. Um, No, I think the answer is definitely no. So even for myself, I, I've had a YouTube channel since 2018. Um, I joined TubeBuddy uh, about six months ago, but I was actually starting to build my audience there now, probably from about nine months ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes a while, right? I think, you know, the answer is no, it's never too late because YouTube, if I, I took a, a real close look at YouTube and the way that YouTube works and you know, a lot of people think that like, hey, I can't get into this game because there's already so many people here that have you know, hundreds and thousands or millions of subscribers. How can I compete? But YouTube is a, you know, YouTube, the way that YouTube works is that essentially their job is to serve the most relevant content to answer someone's search, right? It's owned by Google. So it's a search engine. And so it's fair game. So even if there was somebody that say like, for for example, in my space, which is, um, you know, live uh, live streaming tutorials and video content tutorials. That's the kind of content that I share on my channel. Um, if somebody was to talk about, say, you know, Zoom, for example, and said like, okay, this is how you go live using Zoom on Facebook and, and YouTube at the same time. 
somebody may have created a tutorial, say, a year ago that has, you know, hundreds and thousands of views. But since Zoom has already changed and updated and changed their, you know, their dashboard, their UX, all those things, there's some new technologies available now. If I was to create another video for the same, that answers the same question, but it's more relevant, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get shared with all of those other people that are searching it now. So, you know, my videos will start, you know, inching its way to the top of the, the rankings um, because it's more relevant. So that's one example. You know, I've found that it's not too late. You know, I mean, I think there's so many people on YouTube and there's so many people that are just learning about YouTube. Um, you know, another, another way to look at it is that there's some developing countries huge, massive developing countries, you know, India, um, you know, the Philippines, like, you know, South American countries that are just getting unlimited data, you know, for their phones and mobile plans. Yeah. Right. So these are unt untapped, you know, these are untapped uh, audiences uh, in terms of YouTube. You know, I mean, they were watching YouTube through VPNs and private, you know, networks and stuff and trying to get around some of those things. But mm. for the most part, there's so many people on the planet that have not yet uh, really tapped into YouTube. And so, yeah, it's, you know, what you're seeing out there now, yeah, they've been around for a while, they've grown their audiences, but it's not to say that it's not uh, reachable. The other thing, Emer, as well, is that, you know, a lot of people feel like they need to have, you know, this massive audience of like hundreds and thousands of subscribers, but it really depends on your business, right? So, you know, I talked to a lot of coaches and uh, consultants, and so they have, you know, they charge anywhere from say a hundred, 200, $500 per hour for their consulting fees. Um, you know, they have different online courses, for example, the way they charge $500, a thousand, maybe even more per student to attend their course. And so, you know, if they had like, let's say, you know, somebody watched their videos a hundred times, you know, and they had maybe out of the hundred, maybe one or two of them turn into students or purchase one of their digital products. It's worth it. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and Absolutely, it's going to be yeah. there for, for forever. You know, it's going to keep driving traffic. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to keep growing. As long as they're consistent with uploading new content, then, you know, they're going to continue uh, leveraging YouTube for that traffic source to their, to their um, different offerings. And they don't need a ton of subscribers. You need essentially one person to catch it, catch your videos, yep. find value in it, and then go to your website and then, you know, purchase whatever it is that you're selling. Um, so, so yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of examples and I could, I can definitely go into that, you know, people with a thousand or 2000 subscribers that have massive businesses on YouTube that just go unheard because people like to see the vanity numbers of subscribers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah. they don't see that there's so many other businesses out there that are doing really well, but silently, mm -hmm. you know, they have small pockets of communities, yes. um, and they have thriving businesses, uh, just off of those small channels. Yeah, we totally agree. Like, I think uh, we see a lot of that in the social media. You know, myself and Emer would be to have people who are kind of like thousands of followers, etc., but they're not engaged with them as opposed to maybe mm. someone who might have maybe a couple of hundred. Yet those couple of hundred are real kind of fans and advocates, you know, and it's much more valuable. Like in relation to YouTube, like YouTube is a channel that I have started to put a lot more focus on this year. Um, and, you know, obviously using TubeBuddy myself has been a fantastic addition to my sort of content planning. Um, I suppose for business, like a lot of our listeners would be, say, small and medium businesses who maybe are 
getting to grips with video and maybe haven't even considered maybe YouTube as a channel. You know, um, you mentioned there quite rightly that YouTube is owned by Google. It's the second largest search engine in the in the world. You know, some of the advantages for a business to be on YouTube, I know, for example, it can be very helpful for your SEO, etc. Um, in your experience, like, you know, what are some of the other kind of real advantages of being on YouTube Pacific, if you were trying to say between YouTube or Vimeo, you know, what would you be kind of thinking of? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, uh, Philip. Um, yeah, I think so. For me, for uh, you know, on a personal level, I I didn't start out building an audience and, and uploading video content on YouTube first. I actually started on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, created an audience on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, shared a lot of videos, native video, like natively uploaded videos on LinkedIn. Yeah, which is versus uploading to YouTube and then sharing a link to mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, inside mm-hmm. of LinkedIn. So I uploaded directly to LinkedIn and I built, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, that's kind of where I built, you know, my audience. And, um, you know, for me, the idea was that um, I wanted to go because I was in the online course space mm-hmm. when I was at Thinkific, you know, we were targeting, you know, coaches, consultants, you know, in-house marketing people, and that's where they hung out. And it was actually a lot easier to build an audience there. The problem with you know, depending on the platform, there's pros and cons. Um, if I was to speak on LinkedIn, pros and cons. Pros would be that it was really easy to build an audience. You, you, you know, LinkedIn loves video content. That's why they were giving it. I feel like they were giving it more weight and mm-hmm. giving it more reach um, when I, whenever I uploaded a native video. The con, uh, like the downside with LinkedIn and maybe, you know, even Facebook, if you were to build your video content library there, is that it's not really searchable and it's not really public versus YouTube, which is, right? So if someone wants to search on Google, which is where everyone searches, your videos can be found because Google is, you know, it's in their best interest to share, you know, cross promote their platforms. They're, they're, if you search on Google, the search results will include YouTube videos um, because they want people to go, you know, to YouTube because, you know, they'll monetize that viewer. Yeah. Um, that won't happen on LinkedIn. You know, it might be faster to build an audience on LinkedIn, but if you stop uploading, then you're not going to get more people viewing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of going off on a rabbit hole here, but even, if you, <laughs> no. even, even on live streaming, for example, guys, like I do a lot of live streaming and I live stream on LinkedIn. Yeah. And really it's, I mean, even now people are so excited about LinkedIn Live, LinkedIn Live, yeah. you know, oh, I can't get LinkedIn Live access. And, you know, you're kind of like, and, and I just want to tell people that really, like, I, I've had LinkedIn Live for uh, just over a year, and I pay attention to this stuff all the time. I think about it all the time. I'm like, okay, I do a LinkedIn Live. It's really engaging at the moment. Yes. But as soon as it's done, people don't, like, you can't find it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And people aren't adding more comments. They're not engaging. They're not viewing. They're yes. not being discovered yeah. even more. Sort of Whereas when I, yeah. 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 It's very like contained. It's very like at the moment. Mm. And so, but if I do a LinkedIn live on, on, oh, sorry, a YouTube live, for example, it's there, it's there forever. Um, Mm. you know, people are finding it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, you can optimize it for keywords, you know? And so people search and find it when they're searching. And, um, so there's lots of pros and cons. Um, so what I've actually done you know, with, with my content now is you start with YouTube and then from YouTube, you share little snippets of it on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Instagram TV, but then it all drives back up to YouTube. Hmm. Um, also so that people can click links, you know, there's so many things like that. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, went, wait. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Rob, because I think you're right. I think, um, I've always said the mantra of say, 
you know, the content repurposing, you know, if you, if you make a video, get it up onto an IGTV, but maybe share the first minute as a post. So it brings people to IGTV, get it on your YouTube, embed it on your blog and the websites, you know, post it natively on LinkedIn so that, you know, your different audiences can experience that content and interact with you on those platforms, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, that makes a huge amount of sense. Yeah, exactly. And and just to piggyback on what you said there, Philip, about, about repurposing, that's a hot that's a hot word as well right now. It's you know, everybody wants to repurpose and repurpose. And so what I'm and and hopefully if you guys are listening and you're repurposing content, the one thing I would suggest and advise is that I'm seeing a lot of people repurpose the same video on all their channels. So mm-hmm. the YouTube video, they would share it on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram TV. And, um, you know, again, this is one thing I talk to a lot of content creator friends all the time that pay attention to their analytics is that you can't really share that same, same version of that video on all the platforms because you have to look at the behavior of the viewer and your audience on each of those platforms. You know, so let's say you had a 10 minute video on, on YouTube, it's a tutorial or like, here are the five things you should know about before you start live streaming, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's 10 minutes. You can't really share that whole 10 minutes on Facebook or LinkedIn because the behavior on those platforms is not to binge watch and sit and watch a 10 minute video. They're scrolling. They're looking for something funny. They're looking, you know, they're not going to sit there for a whole 10 minutes. So what I would say is that you definitely need to edit to a shorter version and then share it to the other platforms Mm -hmm. and then say like, hey, guys, this is a tip. But if you guys want all five tips, head over to my YouTube video. Yeah. Um, the link is up, you know, below Pretty or good. above this video. Yeah. Right. And then, so then essentially those other platforms become a traffic source for your YouTube channel. Yes. And then your YouTube channel becomes a traffic source for, you know, your, your coaching landing page or, mm-hmm. you know, your, your lead magnets. Right. And so I think it's, it's always like stop creating content unless you have a strategy of what you want. It's a funnel. Right. It's it's uh, so what do you want people to do uh, with each of those platforms? Because mm-hmm. it's all it has to be intentional or else, yes. you know, you're just creating a lot of noise. Yeah. And you're not giving your audience direction. So um, exactly. And, exactly. And the other thing as well, as we keep saying, is consistency is key. So that's the, another thing for me. I'm thinking, oh, if I'm going to do video, Rob, um, you know, and I'm going to create it. What are your tips regarding you know, how often you should do it, should you be doing, don't say daily, <laughs> don't say daily. Once um, a month, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good for me, that's good yeah. for me. Uh, but are you talking daily, weekly, monthly, yearly? What are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> Once a millennia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we talking? You know, that's a really good question. And it's uh, it's actually... Something I, again, I think about this stuff a lot and I came across, there's a channel, if you guys are listening to this, uh, there's a channel called Video Insiders um, and uh, there's a guy named Tom and he, he owns this thing. Um, uh, it's a great, it's a great channel. I think it's, I think it's like, it's, it's part of YouTube. Um, but um, I learn from these guys every single week. One of the things that they, you know, the answer to how often you should upload Everybody says, you know, there's like daily, there's weekly, there's all these things. But if you guys want the actual data, um, there's a stat inside of your YouTube analytics called average view per viewer. And so it basically means how many videos are your viewers watching on average on your channel? And so actually I have a video on it, but basically the, the short version of it is that if you go and you see it, it'll tell you, for example, my average view per viewer 
over the last seven days, and you got to look at it over the last seven days only because it's weekly, mm-hmm. is 1.2, I think, 1.2 or 1.3. So what that means is that they're watching one video plus another one or part of another one. And so that tells me that I can upload two videos a week because right. there's an appetite for people to watch one video and a bit of another one, right? right? So there's some people out there that maybe they upload week daily. Right. And if their average view per viewer on a weekly basis, the last seven days is like one or two or three, mm. it means that like half of the videos that they upload that week are not being watched on average by their viewer. And so... That would break That's, your heart. Yeah. That would break your heart. <laughs> that would break your heart. You've spent hours <laughs> making these five, six videos and one, and one video has been washed off. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no. no. That is the worst. That is the worst. But um, Emer, to answer your question, once a week, I think is good. It's kind of like, you, you know, your channel is kind of like, you got to turn it into some type. It's almost like a show, you mm. know, and as a subscriber, am I going to get content from you? If I subscribe to you, am I going to, when's the next time I'm going to see something? You know, it's like, you know, a Netflix, you know, uh, series, right? You're like, oh, there's only, there's only eight episodes and then that's it. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. like, you got to let them know I'm going to show up. I'm going to keep showing up and that's consistency. And so, um, yeah, I, I wasn't doing that for the longest time. I'd upload once a month, maybe once every six weeks, two months. And then yeah. mm. I'm yeah. like, I got to just upload weekly. Right? right. And then, you know, the algorithm start, okay. you know being in your favor I'm i think depressed now. I, I think the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think your, I think your worst nightmare though is if you went on to that stat in the analytics and you said i've uploaded one video a week zero views every week yeah. you know <laughs> oh yeah. no that's i'm true my best i've given you one video at least so yeah yeah um well actually speaking of um obviously video and some video creation tips this is something that i relearned really especially from looking at uh, tube buddy videos even mm-hmm. kind of big video creators like um nick nimmin uh, mm-hmm. these guys uh you know daryl leaves was the importance of your thumbnails you know youtube thumbnails and you do these really well they're very eye-catching it's about you know people are scrolling do you have any advice on creating impactful thumbnails and maybe just explain if our listeners don't know what is a thumbnail yeah so yeah thanks good question uh a thumbnail is basically what you see you know, when you're scrolling through YouTube and you see different thumbnails, um, you know, the little image there that you click on. And um, yeah, that's, you know, thumbnails are, it's like science, but also art. And yeah. you know, it's like, what do I put on this thumbnail? Yeah. Um, I think what's more important for you guys, hopefully, is that um, also understand that it's not just the thumbnails, it's also your titles, yeah. right? And so um, when I talk to a lot of these, you know, the Daryl Leaves and I talk to Nick, Nick, uh, for example, you guys can check out Nick's uh, Nick's channel. It's almost cookie cutter, right? His thumbnails are cookie cutter. And so it's like, it's a, okay, should I be cookie cutter? You know, because it always has his face and it's always got an expression and then it's got some text and then that's really it, right? And sometimes you're like, okay, that's so simple. But if you really break it down, what they're doing is they're, because the way that your behavior is, is you look at the thumbnail there's either like maybe one or two words, maybe three at the most, because it's some thumbnails are so small mm. and that, that those words are meant to make you look at the title, right? Yeah. So it's like very mm. eye catching. It's like, you know, a thousand subscribers, question mark, you know, and then you're like a thousand subscribers or like thousand subs, thousand subs quickly, you know, and then somebody that wants to grow their channel, they'll be like, okay, that's good. Let me check out the title. And then the title may be how to grow your channel to a thousand subscribers in one week or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they work together. You're kind of like, you grab the attention with a thumbnail that you pique their interest, their curiosity to look at the title, 
And then the title speaks to you and it's like, okay, that's interesting. You open up a sort of a, you know, a loop and then, and then they click into the video. Hmm. So that's really important. I mean, there's so many different ways to do thumbnails. Some people just have faces with a couple words. Uh, it has to be contrasting in color for sure. Yeah. Um, it has to pop, um, you know, and again, we're, we're talking about a little bit about TubeBuddy here, but w- if you guys are to search your keywords, for example, and you, you know, you have to understand your keywords before you create videos. That's one thing I've learned for the, for probably a year and a half, I just created videos and then I would look for keywords after to kind of smash that, you know, that video into. And a lot of the times I set myself up for failure because the keywords that I want, that I talked about in the video um, are too competitive. And so all the work to create the video got no traction, Hmm. but now I've flipped that around and I do the keyword research first, then make the video, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there's, there's so many lessons I've learned over the Uh, years, but yeah. yeah, So, (laughs) um, So yeah, so that's, that's, I was going to say when you're when you're trying to find and choose titles, you wouldn't be. And I'm going to bring it in, Philip. How to bake a cake? You're not going to go and. Hold <laughs> your Rob. You're not. Here's a cupcake moment. You're not. You're not actually going to you know do a video on that. You're going to do how to bake the best ever chocolate cake. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 This is also something I've learned. You know, you have to please two masters with these titles. Yeah. And yeah. so there's like, there's the, there's the YouTube and Google robots, the algorithm. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's how to bake a cake. That's the keyword. Right. And then the second part of that title has to be something compelling for the human that's searching, right? How to bake a cake with three ingredients or how to bake a cake in 10 minutes or, you know, something like that. Right. My kind to, of cake. <laughs> yeah. How to bake a cake without an oven. You know, people will click yeah. on that stuff. Right. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. okay. You know, but how to bake a cake is the, the searchable part of the keyword or title. Mm-hmm. And then that next part is your compelling part, you know, how to bake a cake easily or, you know, 10, 10, like 10 ways for dads, you know, that kind of thing. Right. To yeah. bake a cake. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Would it be a good idea to search on YouTube for the titles to get an idea or would you search on Google or somewhere else? What would you suggest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can search on, you can search on, uh, Mm. yeah, you can search on YouTube. You can search on Google. Um, Again, this is where TubeBuddy kind of comes in is that you, Mm. there's a keyword explorer um, that pulls all that data and actually makes suggestions to you. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great tool. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the best way to do it because then you, it actually, when I'm using uh, keyword research, um, I actually discover other videos that I can create because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, this one, how to bake a cake. That's too, comp- that's too complicated, mm-hmm. but how to bake a carrot cake, you know, is, is like really easy. Like it's, it's not as competitive and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I can bake a carrot cake. Let me yeah. show Let me do that instead. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then you find out you find out that people are looking for very specific things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, like something that I have learned, you know, looking for keywords or tags, et cetera, you know, whatever terminology you want to use, uh, which I learned from TubeBuddy was that. And I think this is something similar with, say, if you were working on, say, Google AdWords, et cetera, is that just because a keyword is so popular, this huge competitiveness, whereas to try and find a keyword that still has a high enough search volume, but the competition is is low. 
to a certain extent to allow you to rank. Um, like, I suppose from your experience, like when you, for example, are doing some research for your tags, etc., um, and let's just say you might use uh, YouTube, which is fantastic for, say, searching, you know, you might put in your, your keywords or your keyword line you're thinking of. Do you ever kind of then look at, say, the, the top five videos that come up and maybe kind of go in and see, well, what tags that they've used and uh, maybe copy those or does it just give you inspiration or how do you, uh, how would you go about that? Yeah. As far as tags? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I look at the top five, top 10 keywords, uh, sorry, videos and look at their key, their tags. Um, and I, and I, I search those and I try to see if um, those tags would work for me it's sometimes like I can't go after a tag that's too general because my channel is not big enough. Yeah. Now there are some way, there are some times where, you know, I'll take those and then again, YouTube will give you suggestions of other tags that you can use. Mm -hmm. And so it's longer tail, you know, very much SEO basics is that it's longer. There might be less searches, but mm -hmm. it's enough searches each month for me to build on, you know, a hundred right. views here, another couple hundred here, you know, it builds on that. And so if you're growing a channel, you can't go after, you know, such big aggressive keywords that are, you know, there's lots of, lots of uh, competition. You got to yeah. look for the low hanging fruit yeah. and then mm -hmm. kind of build up your channel that way. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you have to know who your target audience is. And that's, I think one of the things I wanted to ask you, do you see what kind of key mistakes would you see businesses trying to well you know they, they make and they try and avoid and all the rest but I'm just thinking what would your advice be to a business maybe starting on YouTube and you know yeah. getting, yeah. getting yeah, on yeah. the right road so to speak you know yeah you bet you bet that's a good question I think there's um you know in most businesses I, I see anyway not not all of them um, but a lot of businesses when they come into this they're they're always looking to measure the the results which is all very important you know if if your staff is you know you're allocating your staff to go and build a whole new channel and you know it's you you have to understand okay what's the return on my investment as a business owner um, and so that's one of the things with YouTube YouTube is a long play mm -hmm. you know you may not get results right away because you're building an audience now if mm -hmm. you do have an audience on Instagram or Facebook then you may you may have you know a, a shorter uh, sort of like learning curve because you can essentially build your channel quickly by just mentioning it in those channels that hey guys we now have a YouTube channel head over there right. And so patience with, you know, building your, your channel as a business, I think is one thing. Um, a lot of people try to, you know, shortcut that with, you know, buying subscribers and all these other things. Um, mm. And so definitely that's one mistake. The other mistake is trying to be too promotional or salesy in the videos. Mm. People don't want to. People don't want that kind of thing on on um, on YouTube. You know, YouTube. I, the best type of content that I've found is um, if you are a business and if you have a product or service, is to be educational, right? And not just educational about your product or service, but also be educational about um, really what the benefits are and and sort of the surrounding topics around your business. So mm -hmm. uh, one really good example is. Um, uh, a friend of mine named George B. Thomas, he's based in the States and uh, he's a HubSpot partner, right? So HubSpot right. is a huge platform. Yeah. And so his channel is just, it's called HubSpot Sprocket Talk or something. So he just talks about HubSpot, right. how to use HubSpot. It's a complicated platform. So he has mm. a lot to talk about, mm. but his content is not all about HubSpot. It'll be like how to build an email list, 
you know, how to run uh, Facebook Messenger bots to build your email from Facebook, you know, but it all like it all will lead back to HubSpot and his affiliate links and all that stuff. Mm. But he is building an audience around the topic, the conversation that um, and the pain points that HubSpot will solve. So mm. that's that's how he's doing. That's how he's built his channel. He's one of the guys earlier that I was mentioning that, you know, his channel, I think is barely 3000 subscribers, but he has a business, an agency of, I think 17 or 18 people um, that he pays full time, you know, salary each month um, off of, off of, you know, a 3000 subscriber channel. So there's so many revenue channels and stuff that we can talk about when it comes to YouTube, but, but yeah, that's, um, you know, I think that's one of the pain points there is people try to sell. They, they kind of look at YouTube as like, I can have a commercial here, right? You know, mm-hmm. let me uh-huh, make a commercial, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a commercial. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you got to educate. Yeah. And then people will then be like, oh, that's perfect. So, so to make my life easier, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, I got to pay for your thing for $50 a month. Sure, no problem. Let's do that, right? So that's, it's not a commercial. You can just look at it as educational content. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I was watching, I can't remember who it was on YouTube, but they had loads of subscribers, but they purposely decided to stop the monetization because yeah. Yeah. they found that just having the YouTube ads popping up were causing, were actually reducing the user experience and making it very annoying. And people were kind of going, I just, yeah. you know, um, and when they delved in, they found that people were actually going to other revenue sources on their website or their courses. Um, and yes, they, they took a hit from some YouTube ad revenue, but not a huge amount. So, uh, so it's mm-hmm. an interesting point because I suppose that it would be a mistake as well as some business makers. They can't wait to get to your 4,000 hours of watch time and 1,000 subscribers to suddenly then start put a load of ads. Which, mm. Yeah. Because some of those yeah. ads I find infuriating. You're, you, you click on to watch yeah. a video and then suddenly the video will start after the ad and you're clicking and it won't let you go forward. <laughs> ah! <Yeah. laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. Um, Absolutely. I suppose, um, you know, something that obviously mentions from, say, uh, and unfortunately, this is probably a bit of the, the vanity side of maybe when you think of YouTube, but I suppose in your experience, Rob, you know, how can a business start to kind of get more views and subscribers? You know, yes, your thumbnails, your tags, etc. Is there any other kind of things that they should be doing uh, to try and help that process along? Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, if you have no subscribers, then you do have to do some promotion. You know, you would go out to your email list or your existing channels. Like I said, Facebook groups, Facebook pages, Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, mm. you would go to your user base. Right. So, so there's a few things. Right. So you could do that. Right. Your existing audience, let them know that you're on YouTube. Um, you need to create videos, you know, you you can't get far with YouTube unless you're creating new content. So you do have to come up with, I would say, the easiest thing is to look at your FAQs, right? You like look at your website, go to the FAQ page, you wrote it already, your company wrote it and Mm -hmm. answer those questions, right? Like, so take the FAQ questions, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, what is my pricing plan or, you know, all those things Mm -hmm. and answer those questions in a video. Like you can be yourself you can have like you know you as a talking head uh you can have a slide you know like sort of like a slide deck Mm -hmm. you can use tools um you know there's tools out there like vidyard or loom where you can essentially share your screen and record yourself in a little window at the bottom Mm -hmm. um talking about your website 
I like the little window idea. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. See? And, and your, your window will be closed. Yeah, yeah. Take it. <laughs> Ema will have curtains on her video because she wants yeah. to, to see curtains in my window. <laughs> or maybe blinds. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you, go. Yeah. you know what I've really liked is like you show up for like, ten, for like the first five seconds. You're like, hey guys, it's Rob. Um, in this video, I want to tell you guys about our different pricing and how we help coaches. Mm. Right. Um, and then just share your screen, right. Or share your website or something and just mm-hmm. essentially share your product and service page and yeah. then just talk it, talk through it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, this plan is this, this plan includes this, this plan is like do it yourself versus done for you, whatever it is. Okay. Um, so share like five to 10 videos of your FAQs, answer them in videos and then put it out on YouTube. Now make sure that you are, it's not just like, you know, Rob's services. It's like nobody's searching that, right? So you got to mm-hmm. look at like, you know, marketing services for uh, coach, busy coaches or marketing services for, you know, yoga instructors, whoever your target market is, make okay. sure your titles are optimized. You know, again, keyword research really matters there. Um, and so, so getting that out there, you know, sharing those videos, once you've uploaded videos, then go back to your audience on your other channels, let them know that there's a new video, don't upload your full YouTube video. So let's say on LinkedIn, just upload the th- thumbnail as uh, an image. And then it's just, you know, the caption should be leading them back for the full video over to YouTube, right? Hey guys, new video, check it out on YouTube. We share five tips on how to market your, you know, yoga studio, um, you know, using Facebook ads or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then send them over to your YouTube channel, right? And so that, that gets it going, right? Yeah. So I mean, there's so many things. As you do this more, you start understanding, you know, then you look at your videos. What's the format of your videos? Is my introduction too long? Am I getting to the value quick enough? You know, people's attention span, you got to figure that out. Yeah. Then, you know, are you asking too many things, right? Like, hey guys, my name is Rob. By the way, make sure you subscribe, head over to our website. You know, like there's like five calls to action. Just get to the value and get them to watch as much of the video as possible and then worry about all the calls to action later. Mm. Um, If you are just looking to build your audience, right? So, yeah. And when you get them over to your channel, you want to make it look as well as possible because Philip knows that's a bear bug with me is um, I'm uh, my main focus of whatever I do is optimizing your social channels so they look so well. What tips can you give uh, today regarding optimizing your YouTube channel? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, the banner is the first thing people see. So there's really two versions of the banner. There's the banner that shows up on your desktop or laptop on the browser. And so yeah. in that version, you see the whole width. Um, mm-hmm. And then a lot of the activity that happens on YouTube is on your mobile. Mm-hmm. So with the with the mobile version of your channel, it's cut down much significantly, like really narrow. So people mm-hmm. kind of only see the middle part of your banner. Um, so make sure that, that is, that's key. Like you got to look at it when you upload it, you'll see. Um, there's a couple of tools out there that I use, uh, easel.com, um, Canva, as well as another oh, tool yeah. that has templates already mm-hmm. for YouTube banners. So just go ahead and leverage what they've already built. Um, yeah. Those are free platforms, but there's free versions anyway. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you can make it there. Um, and then on YouTube, there is, you're able to put clickable buttons to your social channels and also your lead magnets or your website mm-hmm. um, on the top banner as well. So that's done in the about tab. Um, And so you can make sure that that's set up so that people, if you have Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, you can link to it there. It's something that you have to be so careful as well when you're creating your LinkedIn banner because um, there is that safe zone, which I think on Canva and I think Snappa is another sort of design tool. 
Yep. Uh, where if you keep the core content within that safe zone, because if you go outside, it was it won't appear on mobile. You know, except when people are searching on mobile. Um, you started to talk um, there about which is a great idea. Say a business's FAQs, which is a great way to come up with say video content. Um, do you have any other sort of kind of tips, say even based on your experience, on how a business can come up with say ideas for videos, like for example, maybe doing competitive research or you know talking to the sales team, you know, kind of that they can stay consistent with content. Yeah. So, so consistent with content is a big thing for a lot of YouTube creators. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy to create content and kind of put it out there every single week. So there's a lot of uh, YouTubers actually batch record. So they'll sit one Saturday or one Monday, you know, mm-hmm. uh, afternoon or whatever, and they'll sit it out, they'll block out the time and then they'll record three or four videos and then that's it for the whole month. Right. Um, you know, and so that's, that's a good approach. Um, Sometimes some channels, depending on what it is, you can't really batch record too far ahead. You know, yeah. I do hear mm-hmm. like there's some creators that used to batch record like three months ahead. So wow. they would essentially only record four times a year. But then, mm-hmm. you know, if you're recording Zoom today, three months from now, Zoom could look really different. Some of the yeah. buttons may not be True. there, whatever. Yeah. So, um, so what I do, I guess, uh, to share my personal, like my own, the way that I create my content is I, I use a Trello board. You know, it's a project management tool. Um, you can use Asana. There's different platforms out there. Monday.com, for example, is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a column for ideas because, you know, throughout my day, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good video. Or somebody will send me a DM about something and be like, hey, Rob, like you did this thing, but how do you do this thing? like, oh yeah, that's a good video. I get that question all the time. You know, so I'll put that on Trello as this is like my idea board. Mm. Um, I'll sit down. I usually sit down on um, Monday afternoons and actually look at my Trello board. I'm like, okay, which of these videos would be, would make sense from the idea board. And then I'll take three or four of them and then put them over to the filming column. And then I'll, I'll start filming those. But before I film, I do the keyword research. um, And then I just go and film. Um, I use bullet points because I'm not a script guy. I tried to script I used to script um, entire videos, but I just, I can't remember lines. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, really fun. it's actually really funny, guys, because uh, I'll get to the editing part of it, but I used to have bullet, I just have bullet points. Uh, and then people will always like every now and then, I don't know, once a week or every couple of weeks, people will say, oh, Rob, like, you, you speak so well, like you don't have ums. I'm like, I edit all that stuff out. So anyways, um, yeah, so I have just bullet points. So I have a bullet point for, um, I can send this to you guys, but I have a, like a hook, the, the value, usually it's like three or four points. Right. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, my call to action and yeah. then that's it. Like that's really wow. it. Hook, cool. value, call to action. And then that's it. So it's like, hey guys, in this video, I'm going to show you five ways to go live on Zoom using StreamYard or whatever it is. And then let's let's jump into it. And then that's it. I'll jump into the value. And then at the end, my call to action, one out of 10 times will be say like, hey, make sure you subscribe. But usually it's like, hey guys, go watch this next video mm. on how to do this other thing that's related, right? Yeah. Uh, that's also on my oh. channel. You know, I was going to ask you about that because that is a is a big thing about that watch time, you know, increase yeah. keeping watch time. And that's if you make a point of, you know, having the, the, the trailer card at the end, you know, that you can kind of say, if you like this video, go check this next video because then because YouTube will reward you for. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Watch. Yeah. Watch time. Uh, there's watch time. So, guys, if you're listening, there's watch time. And then there's also what's called session time on YouTube. So watch time is for your individual videos, how much of your video uh, are people watching 
you know, so out of a five minute video on average, are they watching two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, right? Um, then there's session time. So session time is also another, another stat that YouTube clearly pays attention to. And the longer the session time, the better for you. They'll suggest your videos more. Mm -hmm. And what session time is, is how long do people spend on YouTube altogether? So if I shared a video with you guys and then you guys, you know, you're working away, you're not on YouTube, you click on my video, you watch it. And then you watch another one of my videos and another one. And then maybe you go off to, you know, Nick Nimmin's channel and you watch another one of his videos. The longer that that session is, the better it is for me because essentially I kind of like referred you to YouTube, if mm. that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yes. Um, and so the longer that that is, the, the better. So there's actually, I've never done this yet, but I actually spoke to Nick and a couple other guys. And so every now and then they actually, if they talked about, let's say, if they talked about thumbnails in a video and let's just say they don't have another thumbnail video to ref to send people to after that first one, mm -hmm. they'll send them to another channel. They'll send them off their channel and send them to, you know, Roberto Blake's channel where he right. has a thumbnail video that's really good mm. because they want to extend their session time because they, 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 they find that that's actually really important. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's an, it's, it's really interesting to hear them do that. I'm like, Oh, so you guys are actually sending them off your channel they're like yeah, yeah as long as they're on youtube it's good for me you know and i can't serve them anymore there's nothing that they would watch anyway you know they they came here for thumbnails yeah and um, i sent them to all my thumbnail videos you know my thumbnail playlist so i'm gonna send them off to somewhere else so they can stay on youtube and not leave so all right that's interesting so you you uh, start the ball rolling basically um yeah and actually that's one thing i was um, you had talked about you know how you plan your production for your videos when it comes to promotion are you just saying you know as you said earlier, have like a little bit of a lead in and get people, you know, talk about it briefly on each channel in a slightly different way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So on LinkedIn, it, it's usually like, so let's say I have a video with five tips. I'll, I'll take one of the tips mm. and then uh, upload that to LinkedIn. And at the mm. end of the video, I would have like a little like end trailer card kind of image for the full video, head over to the link um, mm -hmm. in the caption. Right. And that sends them to YouTube or for the full video, uh, find the full video on YouTube, you know, and, and that sends them over to YouTube. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So keep it short and sweet. <laughs> short, short and sweet, short and sweet, because I know they're not going to watch the whole thing anyway. You know, no. I, I, yeah. I don't watch videos longer than I, you know, longer than a couple minutes on LinkedIn because I'm, I'm there to scroll through and, you know, yeah. engage, make comments. Um, yeah. 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 It's a different channel, isn't it? It is a different channel. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I suppose it would be unfair of us not to ask you, Rob, because I use TubeBuddy myself and I have found it has drastically improved how I have performed on YouTube. Would you like to tell our listeners, you know, what is TubeBuddy? You know, how can it radically improve your YouTube game? Yeah, it's a good question. And that's always a, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but it's such a hard question to answer all the time yeah. because it is like, there, it just does so many different things. And so depending on where you are as a, uh, as a YouTube creator, mm. whether you're starting out or you have a team or like all these things, you know, you find value in the platform differently. And so, um, so TubeBuddy essentially is like, it's got over 80 different tools inside of, um, inside of TubeBuddy for YouTube creators. Um, we are a YouTube um, certified company. And so, you know, we have direct access to their API and their data. We have access to Google Trends and all of Google's data in that sense for keywords and, mm -hmm. um, you know, research and all that stuff. And so we help people in a number of different ways from, you know, video SEO to researching keywords to 
bulk processing, for example, um, productivity with like, you know, canned comments and that sort of thing. And then also promotion, you know, we're, we're able to split test thumbnails, right? So if you have a thumbnail for a new video, you can upload two versions and every 24 hours, we actually alternate the thumbnails. And then oh, after yeah. say 15 days or after a certain amount of views, we'll tell you which thumbnails people actually clicked on, you know, and of the people that clicked on either version of the thumbnails, we can tell you how long they watched, which is an interesting metric, right? Mm, So because there's also this thing of like, again, going back to watch time, if someone clicked on your video and then they left, because it, it might be because you didn't deliver what you, there was a disconnect with what you promised in the thumbnail and the title mm-hmm. versus what you actually talked about in your video. And so people stopped watching. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so again, those are some really interesting analytics and you can kind of like geek out on all those numbers if you really pay, if you really want to, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are just some of the different ways. So yeah, that's, uh, that's too, buddy. And we've got a free plan. Um, you know, a lot of people just use our free plan, which is awesome. It's great. We just want to support the community. Um, and then we also have, you know, plans, paid plans all the way up to $50 a month. Um, Mm. you know, zero to $9, 19 and then $49 a month. And then they're just all, the differences are just the different features that you have access to. But if you're starting from, you know, starting a new channel, um, you know, the free plan is great. Mm. Uh, we also have a lot of discounts available. Um, one of them is, you know, if you have less than a thousand subscribers, I think it's like 50% off across the board. Um, mm. if you want to go on any of the paid plans. So, yeah. so yeah, that's what TubeBuddy is. Um, yeah. And the, the mobile app is great as well. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and the mobile yeah. app. Yeah. Mobile good, app. yeah. You can get the milestones from there and stuff, the YouTube milestones, you know, as so you reach different milestones, but yeah, wow. that's what, that's what we do. I'm always looking at my milestones. I, I show my wife, look at my certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2,000 awesome. views. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so I was going to say, Rob, have you any final tips? Because unfortunately, we have had time flies when you're having fun. And I can't believe we have come to the end of the show. Um, yeah. What would you, what can you leave us with as a final yeah. tip? Yeah. Yeah. First, thank you so much to the both of you for inviting no, me. It's been great really to fun. have you, Rob. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Um, I hope you guys learned something. You know, I, again, uh, I wanted to make sure that um, there's so many things we're all learning. You know, I think even the guys, the Nick Nimmons and the, the Daryl Eves are, mm. they're looking to somebody else to learn from them and, mm-hmm. you know, they have their goals and stuff. So guys, there's nothing, you know, nothing's really stopping you. You have all the things that you need to, to get started on YouTube and, um, you know, whether it's on YouTube or not, not, um, I would just suggest diving into videos, you know, don't be afraid of videos. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be the thing that, you know, it's already here. So, um, you know, my, my, my hope is that you guys, um, don't lose out on sort of that trend and opportunity with that, because that's kind of where everything is going videos, Mm -hmm. uh, live streaming videos. That's just the best way. You know, I think someone told me once that, um, or I read it somewhere that, you know, your community, which is a lot of what, videos create it creates community around your brand or your yourself or your Mm. business yes um the community is kind of like the moat that uh kind of protects your business you know Mm. in in tough times and um and so you know whether it's driving traffic you know if you're looking to at least just at least build your community engage with your existing users um because they will be the advocates and so we've um we've experienced that and so so yeah so that's that's uh, my long-winded uh outro (laughs) Get wow. on video. Okay. Get on video. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
Oh, well, I suppose just I suppose one final thing, Rob. Obviously, yeah. you know, this has been a fantastic um, insight and chat with you. And I'd say um, definitely down down the line in the future, we'd love to maybe get you back on and maybe we talk a bit about live streaming and that kind of uh, that topic because yeah. that is a very much so. Uh, we'll certainly reach out to you down the line if you'd be if you'd like to come back on. Um, I yeah. suppose where would you like to send people to find out more about you, Rob? Where would you like to put the point with you? Sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'd love to come back, talk about live streaming, anything else you guys might have. And yeah, if you guys cool. have any other questions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just if you have any questions that I may have not answered here today or you want some deeper answers, um, just head over to our, our channels. So there's uh, TubeBuddy on YouTube. Just look for TubeBuddy mm-hmm. or uh, search my name. Copy and paste my name because I've got a ridiculously long last name, so lots of A's. <laughs> <laughs> so just copy and paste it, uh, so you end up in the right channel. But yeah, copy and paste it over to YouTube. You'll find my channel. Yeah. Um, it's me holding a coffee mug, and that, that's how you'll know you have the right channel. Uh, but yeah, just send me a message there or, or leave a comment. I'm always answering uh, questions there. So. Yeah, do come back because I am still I am the nervous uh, video gal, as they call me. Um, so uh, yeah, you're coming back. I need yeah. to all right, more. all right. Well, why don't you guys just, I'm going to call you guys out here. Why don't you guys both just come on to our live show on the two buddy channels? And Sounds, then, yeah, cool. We'd love to go. Yeah, yeah. Humor's like, oh, humor's sorry. rolling her eyes. Uh, no, no, we will. We will. We will. We will. Okay, all it's right, a date. Right. It's a date. We'll do that. I, I agree. Perfect. I agree. You guys all heard it. We're done. We're do you, do you, yeah. ha- you don't have social media jokes, do you? Oh, that was don't. the one joke I had. No, 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 no. I meant you're not going to make us do social media oh, jokes, oh, please. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay, cute. No. no. I, well, I, I could might. do, because it was a big hit, Rob, I could do my my Lionel Richie social media joke, because that involves singing, if you want. I could bring that to Perfect. the Perfect. Although Perfect. it might, might lose your subscribers. Perfect. <laughs> or no. gain, um, gain a bunch. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I suppose we we have come to the end, Rob. Thank you so much again for for joining yeah, us. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's Thank been you so much. Absolutely fantastic. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin South FM website. So please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Until next time, I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer, Social Media Management and Strategy. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you again next time. For Let's Get Social. Take care. Bye.